everyone. <laughs> yes, and hello, everybody. Hi, Morgan. Welcome. Hi, Ashley. Welcome back to Why It at Heart. Oh, we got Here tunes. We okay. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, we got a little, tunes. It's a little 80s thing. Did you like that little 80s yeah. theme thing? I'm a little excited about this episode. We're out of Shadow and Bone universe. And we're, like, jumping into this entirely different book with an entirely different setup. And, like, I've heard people talk about this book and I've seen reviews. From what I've seen and heard, people have nothing but really good things to say about this book. So I was really excited to start this book. The book that we're talking about is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Am I saying her name yes. right? Okay. And you guys shouldn't be that surprised. You just you shouldn't be that right. surprised because we've literally been fucking we've talking We've been advertising about it this book for a while. Last three episodes Correct. of the Shadow and Bone podcast. So Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I was excited for this book. Uh, I think... Well, I told Morgan, like, the moment that I started reading the book, I didn't even get through the first chapter. The moment I read (laughs) this little bit before, like, the preface or something before the first chapter, I immediately was like, oh, I'm going to be in love with this book. I was like, the writing is amazing. The writing is, like, poetry. I was like, it's so descriptive. It's so nice. It's, like, way different than, than the other books that I've read. And it just kept me wanting to read more. It's definitely different. Now, I won't lie. I've heard mixed reviews about the book. Most of it has been good reviews, but I have heard a bit here and there where it's like, oh, it wasn't my favorite. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go into it with an open mind and see how I feel about it, of course, with everything. But yeah, like the first page that you were talking about, the preface or the preface, I read it and I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had to go back and read it three more times because this is unlike anything that I've ever read before, where it's just like, it is legit poetry and the way that she describes what's going on and how she compares different things it's in such great detail Mm -hmm. i'm like okay (laughs) i have to go back and read what's happening so i can take my notes because she is so descriptive and everything that she writes is like beautiful i'm like whoa it's a different (laughs) type of writing style than like yeah from shadow and bone definitely a different type of writing and i'm not trying to compare both books because obviously they're different books right because they're not comparable it's just like it's it's just a a different writing yeah exactly so right i just reading that little bit i was like oh okay yeah this this is it this is the book like this is probably the book that's gonna make me feel a lot of feelings (laughs) i was like yes yes i was like oh no and you know me like i don't like mushy Uh, i was like this is the book and i was just like fuck this book is gonna make me cry ah like this book couldn't have come at (laughs) the most appropriate time in my life i was like this is it oh god no i was like this is it so yeah just from that little bit did you gather like anything what i did pick up on was she has freckles so i'm assuming this book is very much Every little detail counts, right? So I picked up on she has freckles on her cheek that form a constellation. And the freckles... Yeah, it's like from her nose to her cheek. Yeah. In the book, it says seven stars, seven freckles, each for a life she has lived. And I was like, what? And each for a love that she will have. And I was like, oh, (laughs) damn. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, that's going to hurt. Yeah, I was like, seven? Seven? Oh, no. Uh, but Damn. it makes so much sense because looking at the cover of this book, there is a constellation on the um, the jacket cover. And I never understood why whenever I saw the book, I was like, it's got to be something to do with, you know, 
something that happens in the book or whatever just reading that first page you realize it's it's Addie LaRue it's her freckles and the fact that they form right, a constellation it's, it's legit it's her. her it's her yeah. yeah so every chapter has a date and a place so the mm-hmm. preface I think happens in the south of France I think it's where I think that's what yeah. it's where it seems to be where Addie LaRue is originally from and so we have in that first little thing about the her freckles that was dated July 29th 1714 and then we jump into the first chapter and the first chapter is a part of so the book seems to be broken down into parts the first chapter is in a part called part one the gods that answer after dark if that's not foreshadowing <laughs> right and i was like Ooh, i just sat there i was it. like juicy oh, okay i was like this is a, this is right. yeah i was like oh so y'all just gonna get right yep. into it okay cool like let me go ahead and get my wine um so then the first chapter the first actual chapter of the book is actually in new york city it's set in new york city march 10th 2014 so we went from right 1714 to 2014 that's a huge ass I was like damn that bitch right old. <laughs> benjamin button looking but like <laughs> i was like okay I'm going to keep an open mind. We'll figure that out. Um, Right. Then as I was reading the first chapter, I didn't know where it was going. So like you read from her perspective and there's it. It's almost like what is happening. You really don't understand at first because she is very much like, I don't want to get up yet. I don't want to leave yet. I know he's not going to remember me, but I want to stay in this moment where he'll remember me and never forget me. Oh my God. Yo, this book is so appropriate. It was so, it was so sad. It was so sad. And she was just like, oh, she was just like, when she was like, when she finally decided to get up and she was like, all right, let's do this. I'm just going to go ahead and get up because I don't want to see the look on his face when he's like trying to play coy. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember. He can't place her and name. she knows that he doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. And she was going through it when she tried to write her name on the mirror and she couldn't. And then she was talking about the rules for her immortality. Oh, my I was God. Like, yeah. She's yes. tried to write her name in ink, in blood, in the sand. She tries to say it, but every time. Time, it gets stuck in her throat and it like crumbles there are rules to her immortality like she can't do it at all I was like damn and I was thinking yeah I was thinking it was like well I mean if she's immortal and nobody can remember her it wouldn't hurt for her to just be able to like say her name to somebody right but I guess it was like oh so no like they're they're dead ass serious yeah. like no girl we said not at all it's legit like whatever contract she signed whatever curse was placed upon her it's almost as if to erase her from existence right yeah. it's almost it's like you can have the life that you want to live and always reinvent yourself and travel and go wherever you go but you but can never girl, be you. you do not exist but you can never be yeah. you and nobody will ever remember you nobody's ever going to remember exactly. Addie LaRue so like right like you do not exist correct right so then another thing that I made a, a little note of throughout her immortal life right you're living a life by yourself people can't remember you she's obviously has hooked up talk about hookup culture she's obviously hooked up with a bunch of people and that is the situation you find her in in the first chapter she's hooked up with this guy um and the people that she's hooked up with can only remember her in her presence for a day and then the next day happens and these people don't remember her and they're you know, like Morgan said, they're trying to play coy. They're trying to like, okay, where, like, 
where do I place you at? I can't figure out, you know, that type of thing. But one of the things I wanted to make a note of that was in the book was the people she hooks up with look like someone she knows. So she's been saying, she's said in the book, the people she's hooked up with look like him. When she said that, I was like, all right, who's him? Where is him? So, yes. So what I believe from what I read, it sounded like she was saying the darkness. So the whatever entity that she made that deal with, mm-hmm. whether, well, I'm guessing it's the entity that she made the deal with or the entity that's overseeing the deal and making sure that she's keeping to the yep. rules of the deal. Whatever face she put on that entity, mm-hmm. she's chasing the faces in the real world that look like that entity. Right, that have similarities. Dark hair. Exactly. It has, yeah, dark hair, uh, those sharp, yep. features, eyes, the features. Yeah. yeah. So whatever that entity looks like in the real world, she's chasing people that look like that entity. And that's why the entity is always mocking right. her. So that's what I got from it that I was reading or when I was reading it, I was like, damn, that's so cold-hearted. Bro. So that entity is always in her always. ear like, uh-huh. that's so funny. I remember you, though. And I was like, oh, the pain. Like, that's what I mean. The like, pain. I read that and I was like, oh, oh, no. Damn. Um, that hurts. That hurts an- on a different level. It. I think this, uh, to be honest, just a little bit that we've read, I think this book is going to be on a deeper level. It's going to make us sit mm-hmm. and be like, oh my God, like, you know what I mean? So another thing that happens in the first chapter is not, she doesn't speak about her origin right away. She just kind of says, or she talks about that she's originally from the countryside of France and that her accent from the south or from the countryside of France is slowly fading, which I found interesting being that it's decades and decades and decades later and she still yeah. has that like... It took that yeah. long. Another thing that I wanted to talk about in that chapter was even though this curse, this contract, whatever it is that has her being unable to tell people her real name or be her true self, she has found ways to put her mark in the world. So with this person that you meet in the first chapter that she's hooked up with, he's a musician and they had written a song together the night before when he did remember her. And then waking up, seeing her, not knowing who she is, trying to remember her name, she plays the song that they made together the night before and he immediately falls in love with the song he's like oh my god that that's amazing that's great like you know and then he starts to play it it seems that she's done that throughout history she's been slowly finding ways to leave her mark in the world because she herself cannot leave that mark she herself cannot like actually leave a stamp of of who she is in the world so she's led other people almost like a muse to be able to leave some part of her behind reading that i was like it was my god it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking and i think um i think she actually says she told him that uh he had wrote it with her the night before but she was like in reality we've actually been writing it together for weeks. She had been reliving the, the same, same day, day with him Yo. for three weeks. Groundhog Day. I was like, oh, girl. Groundhog Day. Girl, how do you do this? Like, it's it heartbreaking. Was just, it was sad. It was heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. And in that first chapter, I was just like, I had to close the book and sit down. I was like, same. oh, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those. I read it and I was like, okay, 
I had to take a couple minutes before reading the next chapter. I was like, yeah. The chapter ends, obviously, with her telling the musician, hey, don't forget about me. And then leaving, knowing full well he's not going to remember her. I was like, oh, he already had as soon as the door shut. He already forgot. I was like, oh, that's some that's some real cruel shit. Yeah, Vicky, that's some real cruel shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Chapter two is just it's again in New York, same year or whatever. But I think chapter two was just to illustrate a little more of Addie's situation. So chapter two was super short. It was like two pages or less. I need to know. She keeps mentioning Estelle because there was a part about her in the beginning where she was mentioning never pray to the gods after dark. And then again, the part one was, okay, never pray to the gods after dark. And then she mentions Estelle again. And I was like, okay, bro, who is Estelle? You keep talking about Estelle. Who is she? Is she a god? Is she the one that you prayed to that came down to you? Like, I know later that we get to, like, actually know who she is. Yeah, yeah. in chapter two, I'm like, you mentioned her already, like, three times before I even got to chapter three. So who is she? I thought, you know, to me personally, I just figured Estelle was somebody she knew from her previous life. But, like, I didn't think too much about it because I was like, okay, maybe it was a friend. Because she keeps saying Estelle warned her. Estelle would tell her, you know, don't pray to the gods or don't not not don't pray to the gods. Just be careful which gods you pray to type of thing. So Mm -hmm. to me, I was whenever Estelle was brought up, I was like, okay, maybe Estelle is like a friend or somebody that like she used to hang out with or used to, you know what I mean? Do something with that they just haven't talked about before okay because at first it was giving me it was giving me legba vibes oh yeah he's like yeah yeah, yeah. where it's like god of mischief yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. and so it's like oh be careful what you ask for and stuff like this so i was like oh she wanted them hmm okay estelle but the, i think so like chapter two was just a really quick there was nothing really important about chapter two well okay look for me with the only the only note i wrote in chapter two was is Addie like and if anybody knows Dorian Gray's story, I immediately was like, is Addie LaRue just like Dorian Gray? Is there like some type of portrait of her somewhere that's absorbing all of her old ageness and like she's just staying young forever but because of it? You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I was. Well, I, OK, I didn't I picked up just two little things. One was the ring that fell out of her jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she went to pick it up and then she was like, no. No, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. And it was a really, really old ring. So you knew it was something from her past. Something important. Like way, way back when. Something important that she's had for a very long time. And she left it there. So I was like, okay, that's a mental note. I don't know why she's deciding to leave it here now. But obviously it had a lot of sentimental value to her. And now she's deciding to kind of let it go. Right. And then that, that coat. The leather coat. Yeah, the leather coat where she said she threw everything into the fire, but she kept that. So I'm assuming that was probably really one of her seven loves. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay. Yeah, so I wrote that down. Okay. As we move on to, like, talk about chapter three and four, now that you mention it and the ring, I have something in my head now that I'm kind of thinking because we've just said the seven, her seven freckles, seven stars, seven loves, right? Mm-hmm. Initially, when we said that, I'm thinking romantic seven loves but what if it's also fam familiar like family loves too exactly okay that makes way more sense and so 
Yeah, yeah. So that goes into my predictions mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Chap- so moving into chapter. Three. Yeah, moving into chapter three. <laughs> chapter three is basically almost like the origin story of Addie Larue. She is seven, right? Or like. She's yeah, seven. it says that um, in this chapter she's, she's seven, seven, and they go back to the past. yeah they go back to the past. Mm-hmm. She's seven, so we're back in south of France. It's the summer of sixteen ninety eight. Addie Larue is seven. She comes from humble beginnings. That's what I realized when I was reading it. Her dad is a wood maker or wood worker uh-huh. or something like that. So he he carves. He's a carpenter. Yeah. He's a carpenter essentially. He's a, he's a carpenter. Yeah, and he makes he makes toys and stuff right. with wood. right. Um, yes. And Addie has always been a curious child. They make a point of that in that chapter. She's always been a curious child. She's never been a, I don't want to say well-behaved child, but. She's never been what her mother wants her to be, which is just a typical, you know, sit down, do your knitting, right. you know, make um, dolls and blankets and just go be a, a good, well-behaved, um, just. What I'm assuming yeah. is what they <laughs> would expect from a girl at that time is not that exactly Addie is curious she wants to see the world she wants to explore she wants to learn how to read and write and meanwhile her mom just wants her to be barefoot in the kitchen doing her chores yeah yeah I was I wasn't gonna say barefoot and pregnant because she's seven years old okay but you know what I mean I mean like (laughs) during that time girls weren't weren't looked at as up you know what I mean like it was it was boys yeah they weren't supposed to have an education we, yeah, right. they weren't supposed we to were have supposed to just they be weren't like, supposed okay, to travel right. or have ambition. Girls, you were supposed to do what you were told. And get married and then produce yeah. whatever, you know, like heir or kids or whatever just to move the guy's line down. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's really all it was. And Addie wasn't like that, apparently. So th- this chapter, it seems to be very important that she goes to the market with her father. So her father sells his woodwork. Right. For the first time. For the time. first time. Her, her father sells his, his work. At the market, she goes to the market with her dad for the very first time. It's an entertaining, enthralling experience for her because she sees it as like, oh my god, all of these people are here in this one place. Um, there's so many people talking so many different languages. She w- actually watches her dad work, which she says was one of her favorite things to do. And then she's able to get, like Morgan said, she wants to learn how to read and write and and draw, like all of that stuff. So she gets pen and parchment and like. All that stuff. Also here is when we find out it's her dad who made that ring that she threw out in chapter two. Yes. That she wears around her neck like a pendant. Mm -hmm. And he also tells her like all different types of stories as they travel on the road. They stay overnight at one of the inns. And it's her first time like actually staying overnight somewhere else than her house. So she gets to wake up to a brand new experience. And it's just it's a whole new world for her. It was like an adventure. It was like an adventure for a seven year old who's never probably been out the house, who's never been away from the countryside. Um, who's always had to do yeah, chores. Yeah, she's never left her village Yeah, before. exactly. So it was a whole new adventure for her. So she obviously enjoyed it. Bro, I I made a note that said... <laughs> I said that was the first time that she realized, like, Belle, oh there must God. be more to this provincial life. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Real shit, though. I really <laughs> thought that, too. I was like, okay, she's 
she's looking she's like there's more to this like there's more to living than what my mother wants for me and i was just exactly. like exactly oh, okay and this was at the age of seven now yeah it's like why can't she have dreams yeah exactly now as we move on forward right because i think no it's in it's in chapter three too in chapter three we also move forward in regards to her age so now we fast forward a little bit she is 12 i believe that's chapter four no is it chapter four yeah in chapter four we move on and now she's 12 okay sorry so in chapter four we've moved on now she's 12 and the last time she ever went to the market was that day when she was seven with her dad she's never gone back before well no no no. so in in chapter four she's 12 years old and she oh yeah but for the yeah for the first time in six years oh okay she's not going back yeah so for the first time in six years at 12 years old he's not taking her with him okay so essentially that was due to her mom her mom put her foot down and was like no you're not going her mom is a royal her mom slapped the shit out of her in the book i was like yeah i know so yeah so due to her mom she's not going back to the market her dad instead of sticking up for her kind of just turns a cheek so at this exact moment is when we meet Estelle because Addie, instead of going to do her chores, goes to look for Estelle. And Estelle, what they made very well known in chapter four is the town that she's from and, and the family that she's from is very uh, religious. They pray. Yes. They pray to God and all that other stuff. And Estelle does not. Estelle is the odd woman yeah. out. She Estelle is the village nut. Yes, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, Estelle is the village nut. Estelle doesn't believe in well, it's not that she doesn't believe. She she is more of a older generation, I would say, type of person. She believes in the older gods. She doesn't believe in what she says is the new god. And so god. basically like Christianity versus like the ancient Greek gods Correct. or the like West African or European Correct. gods. So almost like yeah, yeah, almost like when Christianity came over and just took over everything and yeah, yeah, pretty, exactly. pretty much yeah estelle she still believes in the old gods and she tells Addie that the old gods are fickle that was something that stuck out to me yeah she's like the old gods yes. are fickle and i was like oh right and that should have been her warning right, then right and there. there like girl run away exactly run away and <laughs> of course the issue is Addie being her curious self is wondering about it you know what i mean if her family is sitting there and telling her. It's almost like if you tell somebody you can't do that or if you tell somebody that's off limits, it becomes that more attractive to that person. Yeah. And that's essentially kind of what happened to Addie. She knew that Estelle knew about these old gods and it was almost like, oh, I, you know, my family thoroughly believes in this one new god. This is who we pray to and whatever. But due to her curiosity and listening to Estelle, she was like, Hmm. Okay. Me praying to my God, well, me praying to this God that my family believes in isn't helping me. I still can't go to the market. Let me pray to the old gods and maybe one of them will grant my wish. And I think that is where she royally fucked up. Oh, yeah. 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 So, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, oh, I made a note. I was like, oh, so Estelle started this shit. Yeah. And Addie didn't heed her warning. No. No. I was like, so Estelle is a witch. Brouhaha. (laughs) I don't think Estelle was a witch. Prove me me wrong. 
probably I don't wrong. Think Estelle was a witch. I think Estelle. <laughs> well, she's was not. Just, she's not. I think she was somebody who was very set in the old ways and wanted to continue to worship the old gods. And everybody who converted to Christianity or who believed in Christianity at the time just saw her, like you said, as a witch because. The yeah, consensus as a, as a witch or like a village nut because she even said witches get burned at the oh, stake. Yeah, girl. yeah, she definitely made that. She yeah. made a note of that. And she was like, she's like, no, that's not what we do. <laughs> no, that's not what we do. Right. Don't, don't don't go around telling that. people I'm a witch. Right, exactly. You got me fucked up right. now. But they better not come to my house. I'm <laughs> I'm telling you that shit Estelle right now. <laughs> to be that person. She was just kind of like, listen, I believe in these guys, but I'm not no witch. I'm not going around doing all this stuff. But yeah, so the one thing that I think for the first four chapters was the chapters were really short. Coming off of Shadow and oh Bone. Oh my God. So short. And I thought the Shadow and Bone chapters were short. were short. I know. Coming off of Shadow these and made, Bone. These were like these one, were two, like, three pages. Yo, okay. Like, when I read the I second chapter, I like flipped. I was like, oh. Oh, this is just this is just legit one page the front front of a page and then the back of the page and that's it i was like oh okay well all right i was like what just happened what else is here though oh yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) granted what we got was a lot the writing is great but like i don't know i'm so i'm so used to the chapters being longer in books that I was really thrown off when I was flipping through pages and chapter two. Your girl was dumbfounded. <laughs> chapter two was just one page. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So Ashley and I discussed it and we were like, okay, so let's try to go through this book without ruining a whole bunch of shit for ourselves and see if we can get a nice little chunk to read for next yeah. week because this wasn't no. it. <laughs> I need a little bit more content. Right. We need a little more stuff so, to read to talk about. Yes. Yeah, so for next week, what seems to be a good little chunk it seems to be like maybe a chapter worthy of content so we're going to be reading and i know y'all i know it sounds like a lot but if you have the book sitting in front of you you can you, see yeah, if you, you hold tell. it between your fingers if you hold it between your fingers it literally just looks like you're reading one chapter it's crazy so we're gonna read chapter five through 15 and that is what we'll be talking about next week Five through 15 of Addie LaRue. Yes. Yes. So, predictions. Yes. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay, my first prediction is that Estelle will be the catalyst for whatever it is that causes Addie to make a contract with a god or maybe she gets cursed by a god. I think Estelle will be that catalyst in the sense of like oh, okay. maybe Estelle will be somebody that kind of caused it or helped her do it do you know what I mean like that type of thing because the fact that it it just sticks in my mind that Estelle was praying to the old gods and yet to Addie she tells her they are fickle if if you truly believe that why are you praying to them do you know what I mean like right so I think yeah I think I think Estelle will be the cat and for for Addie to still be thinking about Estelle decades later hundreds of decades later like it there has to be something there has to be okay the second one is i don't know because this book is so heartbreaking (laughs) i'm like what else can i (laughs) just reading a little bit i'm like this book is so sad i i'm hoping that my second prediction is i hope that Addie will get some type of love interest or something because it seems like anybody that she does show some type of interest in just forgets her because of the contract so I'm, I'm right. hoping that maybe there's a loophole somewhere um and then my third prediction is I'm really hoping that we meet the god that she okay what if the god that she is that she made the contract with the darkness 
that she is sleeping with with people wait what okay what i'm saying is what if all right so you know how like in greek mythology i'm about to i'm about to geek out right now all right you know how in greek mythology oh, right <laughs> in greek mythology zeus yeah would change form to <gasps> oh bitch whoa to to um appeal to whoever he was he was in front of right whoever it was that might have prayed to him whoever it was he wanted to sleep with whatever it was right zeus would change forms and i'm sure anybody who's like a greek buff with greek mythology probably has read that other gods have done the same right yeah he changed into a horse one time which is really disturbing exactly (laughs) and i think hera used to turn into a peacock or something like that so what i'm saying is what if in the first chapter she admits that she is sleeping with people that look like him what if him is a is the god God that she has the contract with or the curse with oh that'd be weird what if that is it what that'd if be weird what if the people she's sleeping with look similar to how he appeared to her when she signed what the if contract? he's oh my god what if he's the person that remembers her that'd be so fucking crazy <laughs> that'd be so fucked up that'd be so fucked up if he's oh quote unquote the person who remembers her I would talk die. about being catfished. I've been like, fuck that. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! I would throw this book out the window. I'd be like, um, into somebody's, into the back of somebody's head. I'd be so fucking mm-mm. mad. Oh my god! I'd be so pissed. I would. Me, me and Vicky would have to box. I'd be so mad. But I'm wondering. My feelings have already been hurt. Already Just been hurt. Chapter four. I'm. But this is what I'm saying. I'm wondering if, if, if that's what it is. If she's she's essentially chasing the god that she initially made the contract with oh bitch don't do me like that don't what if that's it like that. yo oh Stop. my god no okay what are your okay, predictions no, no. I'm, I'm throwing your predictions okay. away no <laughs> no uh <laughs> so one of my predictions um because I was going, um, or I was saying earlier, I like the way that they were jumping back and forth mm-hmm. to reveal a bit of her backstory mm-hmm. um, so we can understand like what's going on for her current predicament. Right. So I do think that they're going to continue jumping into her backstory while we're going forward in time okay. with her current story. Okay. Um, and I do think in the next chapters that we read, they are going to reveal what happened with her relationship to her dad because there's no way that they are going to just jump in and say, oh yeah, she had a very strong bond with her dad and then... Tell us what happened with that ring, how she just decided to leave it on a department room dressing store yeah. or dressing room sto- uh, dressing, yeah. floor and then not tell us what happened with right. that. So I'm definitely thinking that they're going to get into that. Number two, I kind of just thought about this as we were talking earlier. The seven freckles, constellations, the seven loves. Um, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, love interest. It could be like family loves and stuff like that. Um, so I'm thinking it's interesting because she lives forever. Why would she only have like seven loves out of her very long life? You know what I mean? Hmm. So what if, Mm -hmm. what if, even if it's not family loves, if it is like seven people that she truly loves as love interest, what if after seven loves and she does find the person that does like remember her after that, does she then age and die? Like Doreen Gray. Like, is she able? Yeah. Is she able to then age and die and like live out the rest of her date? That's really interesting. Yeah. Like what happens after that? We need to figure out, and I'm sure we will as we continue to read, what type of contract. there's always a loophole in the contract. That's what, what I'm, I'm, we need to figure out, like, I'm sh- as, again, I'm sure as we're reading, the contract has to, they have to talk about it because there has to be something in it. 
Yeah, there has to be something in it. So I'm I'm assuming like there has to be something in that contract. Right. So yeah. And then uh, my third one, I don't know if this is actually like a prediction, but I don't know if you caught this in the beginning of the chapter, they had like a little piece of art and that art was actually also on the front cover of the book with the birds taking flight. Yeah. So I took a little note for that on the first chapter right. there. Yeah. Where it said that the wooden bird was found with a broken wing yeah. and it's reputably or re- I can't pronounce the word reputedly <laughs> recreated as the fifth in the sequence uh, about to take flight. Yeah. So it's like she was kind of found with a broken wing. I know? wonder. OK, maybe. And she's like she's always constantly trying to take. Off, oh, OK. I get what like, you're saying. Trying to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like trying to like be remembered, trying to get people to remember right. her. And then it finally like happens. So I'm like, aha, foreshadowing. Yeah, I mean, I think this is. Which we kind of like know yeah, happens already. I but. think this is the book that's going to have the most foreshadowing we've had. Like I know Shadow and Bone yeah. was, was pretty good, but I, I feel like this book will probably have way more foreshadowing than we expected yeah. yeah so i was just like oh that's a cute little little thing yeah but yes that is all of chapter one through four super short yeah it's super short but it had a lot of good uh chunk yes it had a lot of good information i'll take like i'll say yeah. yeah okay also i think that's the least amount that we've cursed in an episode i'm proud of us <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. um okay <laughs> So again, just repeating for anybody who's reading along with us, the next couple chapters we're reading is chapter five through 15. Yes. And is there anything? Don't forget to follow us oh, on yes. Instagram. Please, please follow us on Instagram. Um, yes. Drop the Instagram tag, yes. Ashley. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what? I said drop the Instagram tag, Ashley. You mean our Instagram tag? Yes. <laughs> it's y.a at heart on IG. Yes. Um, Follow us. We love you. Come say hi to us on IG. With that being said, bye, Morgan. Bye, Ashley. Bye, everybody. Stay YA to heart.